Well, we know all about Mark Walker. Mark trained successfully in New Zealand for such a long time. He used to come to winter carnivals on a regular basis. He went up to Singapore, did so well, training a lot of the Tiagao horses. When Jamie Richards decided to go to Hong Kong, Mark had to come back from Singapore and start training a massive team. He's now assisted. His training partner is a guy called Sam Burgesson, who we're about to chat to. Now, you see that name Burgesson, you think of Royden Burgesson, who had some very good horses over such a long period of time, and that's Sam's father. And Sam Burgesson is joining us. How are you, Sam? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Royden, tell me about some of your dad's better horses over the years. Um. So it's probably the two main ones were probably uh, Savarius, she won in New Zealand Oaks here, uh, and and Distill, he won uh, a, a Group One called the Levin Classic. Um, he, yeah, he was a really good three-year-old, and he was sold to Hong Kong. But yeah, Savarius probably has the one that was um, probably stands out for me. And how many is your dad training these days? So he's got a Barna Twenty-four uh, down in the place called Alpuni. It's in the in Central District, so the Lower North Island. Tell me about linking up with Tiakao and becoming the co-trainer with Mark Walker, or train, yeah, basically assistant or training partner. Um, yeah, so I just sort of come back um, from a scholarship that the New Zealand um, Thoroughbred Breeders Association here do for the Sunline Scholarship, and I've just so I've just been to England, Ireland, and America, um, and I was sort of at a, at a crossroads a bit, um, and I was actually working at the Cracker Yelling Sales. And Jamie Richards approached me and he said, look, um, you know, there's a fantastic opportunity coming up uh, at Tiakau. Um There's a, a role as an assistant um, foreman at the middle barn, which is the Phillies barn. He said, look, uh, you know, Probabel and Melody Bell and Nathan Taj are all there. And, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a great place to work. And, you know, there's plenty of opportunities if you um, keep your head down and work hard. So, look, it sort of went from there. That was, I think, nearly three and a half years ago, four years ago now. And, um, yeah, sort of went from there. So I was sort of foreman at, at the middle barn there. And, and then Jamie asked me to be his assistant. So I was assistant to Jamie for a year and then and then Mark for a year. And, yeah, now in partnership. So, it's, it's, yeah, it's actually looking back, it's been pretty whirlwind. But, yeah, um, yeah so thankful and, and grateful to Dave, Karen and Mark for the opportunities they've given me. Sam, you mentioned as a part of that scholarship, you went to UK, Ireland and also the USA. Tell me about some of the trainers you met over there and some of the things that you took away from that international experience. Yeah, also, actually, funnily enough, that, that um, scholarship was more on, more on the breeding side. So I actually worked at mainly the stud farms. Um, but sort of, so I went, when I first went over, I went to Shadwell Stud in, um, in England and then I went over to Coolmore, and, and that was fantastic. Um, so I sort of got an all-round um, picture there, sort of uh, stallions, the mares and foals, the marketing. Um, yeah, sort of had a really good look around there. And then I went to Windstar in America and did a yearling prep. Um, but sort of the the, the more, um, probably what got me back into it, so I sort of, um, so obviously grew up with horses and then ended up going to university and then travelling for rugby. But when I was sort of not living in Ireland, I was, um, got back into it through um, Valley Doyle. I worked for Aidan O'Brien there. and um, Yeah, that's sort of what really kick-started me back into the uh, thoroughbred industry. Um, it was fantastic. Um, it was just an amazing setup, up And like, the horse quality and stock there was just uh, obviously second to none. There were some royally bred horses and... And look, if my visa hadn't ran out, I could have still been there. Like you, you never know. I just had such a fantastic time, and 
yeah, I think that's the, the great thing about thoroughbred racing. You know, you can you can travel the world with it, and and yeah, you meet some fantastic people and make some great relationships. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very lucky to um, have been able to see the world through the industry. Sam, I wanted to chat to you about Imperatriz. Obviously, you've been involved with the mare along her journey as well. Uh, tell me about Mark Walker and what it's like working with Mark and some of the things that you've taken, you know, from the, your experience with him at Tiaka so far. Yeah, well, Mark's been, you know, fantastic, fantastic to me. He's he shown me so, so much, and I'm very grateful. Um, yeah, sort of. Where do I start? He sort of. Um, I think. Obviously, the horses are the routine animals, but he's he's never afraid to try something new with them. He's um, he sort of thinks outside the box a lot, and we and we do a lot of different things um, with them. That's probably probably not the the usual Tuesday Thursday gallop sort of thing. Um, obviously, with Imperatriz, she's a prime example. We 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 do a lot on the treadmill and in the pool and things like that, just because of her back. Um, and yeah, it, it's just. It's probably just not sticking to the to, to the routine. Just thinking about the individual individual um, and what caters to them. Um, yeah, he he he's a big one for for jumping horses and schooling horses, especially the older horses. Um, and and just just things to invigorate the horse. I think is massively key because um, obviously you know they they get sick of running around the same track every day. So look, it's a lot of variation and and I think. Variety is just so key, so key to getting the best out of the horses and and just treating them as individuals. Really, every horse has little niggling issues along their journey. Uh, Imperatriz, um, you mentioned some back issues that she's had along the way. Yeah, well, sort of, um, sort of in the, in the spring of last year, she she looked to be coming out well, and she and she put in a, a couple of disappointing runs. Um, it's something was sort of try to monitor, but it sort of flared up a bit last in the spring so we gave her a break and we sort of changed her routine a, a bit around she spends a lot of time on on the treadmills um working in straight lines and things like that without a rider on her back um and i think that's probably been massively key to seeing her, her form turn around obviously she probably ran a, a disappointing race in the group one here uh, or was, was meant to be at hawks bay but was at matter matter um, and we freshened up and started again and 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 just had a rethink, and, and look, she's she's been a different horse ever since. Um, obviously, yeah, her record's been fantastic since. Um, and yeah, it just just yeah, further to what I said before, it's obviously just trying something new, something different, and, and it's it's paid off this time. What about her hooves? We see that there was some synthetic hoof filler on her along along the way. Yeah, so we've had a little bit of trouble with her feet along the way as well. She doesn't have, have the best feet, but we seem to be um, on top of them at the moment. We've got had a really good farrier here. Um, Gareth Ellis and, and Kim Hughes have done a fantastic job with her and, and the team team in the barn as well, down at the Phillies and Mears barn and as well, especially. Um, you know, everyone's been on the ball and, and kept on top of everything. So touch wood, at this stage, it's all going well. And what style of a mare is she? How is she built? She's she's really um, she's not overly big, but she's really compact and and strong. She um, you know looks like a sprinter, um, and yeah, she's just she's just powerful and and she's just got that devastating turn of foot, which obviously um, separates her from the rest. She's just been yeah uh, fantastic. Um, obviously, she's won the group one, a couple of group ones at a mile, um, but we think sort of the twelve to fourteen 
And obviously she was amazing over the 1,000 metres last time, but sort of think 12 to 14 is probably her pet, pet range. And, and yeah, she's yeah, she's just amazing. And, and yeah, we're, we're thrilled to have her in the team. I'll bet you are. Us Queenslanders yeah. sort of take a little bit of pride here because she came from the Gold Coast, ceiling sales, yeah. didn't she? Magic Midians, 360,000. Yeah, exactly. And uh, sort of when she came over, um, I remember sitting in the types with Jamie and, and we we weren't we, we could have never predicted what have, what's happened now. Um, and then, uh, yeah, when she won her uh, maiden Sierra race, I'd actually, I was there that day at a little place called Otaki um, in, the, in the central districts of the North Island. And we, yeah, we honestly, she sort of just kept improving and kept getting better. Um, and then she won the Eclipse Stakes here in New Zealand and that was a massive result and she beat uh, a cult called Sort of State of ours um, that we obviously thought a lot of um, and yeah unfortunately she had a bit of a setback after that but she just kept on raising the bar and, and has really surprised us to be honest. Yeah what setback did she have and she was $12 that day uh, defeating Sort of State geez with the benefit of hindsight but and then she, she beat I wish I win at a third start which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was honestly um, like we couldn't have predicted it. She just kept on raising the bar, and yeah, she's just a, a fantastic mare. Yeah, so a little setback there after a couple of starts early in her career. Yeah, so she pulled pulled a muscle actually um, up high behind. Um, she, yeah, obviously when she goes to the races, she just gives it everything and sort of tweaked the muscle there. So we had to back off her for a while. Um, she had a bit of a time in the box, and then we turned her out, and then yeah, went from there. Her mother, did she sell for a lot of money just recently? $1.8 million, Baron Bo? Yes, yes, uh, yes, I think that's right, yeah. Infold yeah, of Bo, I Am yeah. Invincible, yeah, $1.8 yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> honestly, we could not have predicted what, yeah, no, what, yeah. what's happened. Well, tell me about tonight. Can she do this again uh, in the Moya Stakes? She, we know she ran that track record. She was out the back uh, when Giga Kick took off. She got on the back of Giga Kick. And, um, I mean, even you, knowing her so well, were you sort of, you know, gobsmacked at that performance last start? Yeah, oh, we were, yeah, we were. Like, me and Mark were in, at Hawke's Bay. We had our first group one metre of the year here. Um, and we stopped in the, uh, a little pub on the on the way home to, to watch her. Um, they weren't even showing the races, so we were actually lucky to get it on. Um, and look, we would have been probably happy just to see her to, to see her find the line. But the way she did it, um, like we knew heading over, she was in really good form. And Opie was sort of of the opinion she 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 was a lot better than she was um, this time last year. Um, and and her track work had suggested that, but. Obviously, you got you guys are a different kettle of fish over there. So, like, you never know. Um, but yeah, she was devastating, and, and yeah, it was it was, a, it was really exciting to watch. And from the gate, uh, she can be closer. I've seen her in New Zealand. Obviously, she's she sat handy one day in a race I watched earlier this year. It might have been that BCD sprint there at Tarapa. I know that was fourteen hundred, but I suppose she doesn't have to get way back tonight from from the gate. I suppose. What are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, you'd think that. I sort of just had a quick chat to Mark before. Um, look, look, we don't really give Opie too many instructions. He sort of sums it up pretty quick himself. Um, but you'd think that she might be able to um, posse up a little bit closer, especially with that nice barrier. It sort of gives him a few options. So, yeah, like I say, we'll probably just leave it up to Opie. He, he, he gets it right most of the time. Is Mark sick of people calling on David Ellis about the, the Everest? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah they've, had a, they've had a good few calls. Um, yeah, but obviously... You know, we're, we're pretty keen to keep her in Melbourne. She's she's really happy and thriving there. So, yeah, yeah Melbourne at this stage. Yeah, and what do you think happens next with her? So she goes 
um, to the Manicato, um, and then and then the Champion Sprint. So four runs this prep, and then and then yeah, who, and then who knows? Um, but yeah, so so the three group one. Three group ones, um, but yeah, it's a pretty exciting time for the table. Sam, before we let you go, I want to ask you about Tokyo Tycoon. This uh, brilliant gelding, he's six from six. Uh, well, six starts, five wins. He was first past the post in a race, but there was just a situation there where he was disqualified. But he comes back here second up is in this race. Is he going to run on the wet? Yes, yeah, at this stage, it's all systems go. Um, yeah, they've had another seven mils there this morning, which makes it really interesting. So it's, the track's a heavy nine. Um, but he, he, he won a um he won a race out here on his home track at Metameta, um beat a group two winner called Troban of ours, uh, in very testing ground. So yeah, he he will run at this stage. Yeah, he came from last that day, didn't he? In a small field. Yeah. He's just got this dynamic turn of foot here. So will he take care of most of these? <laughs> I hope so. Look, he's he's in good form here at home. We can't fault him. Um yeah, he worked really well on the course proper here on Wednesday and in testing conditions as well. So at this stage, yeah, we can't fault him. So he goes in. He goes into Saturday with a really good chance. All right. Any chance he could turn up in Australia? He's a dollar sixty-five to win this Hawks Bay Guineas tomorrow. But probably not this spring. Uh, like maybe, maybe in the future. But like, look, our main aim is, is probably the the crack a million uh, three-year-old race here in January. Um, at this stage, so he'll stay, he'll stay local until then, and then after that, who knows? Just thinking back to Imperatrice, David wouldn't have bought probably too many that year because we know he's the biggest buyer at Caracas every year, but he may not have bought too many at the coast that year that he bought Imperatrice. Yeah, oh, look, you're testing me now. I think he might have bought three or four, three but or look, four. I, I could be, I could be wrong. Go. I could be wrong. Yeah. Anyway, Sam, good luck with Imperatrice and all the team. Thanks for giving us an insight. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.